Hey, welcome to the death of... No, that's how we start the other... Dang it. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> today we're talking about consistency and corporate and how corporate got some things right when they were structuring what you were going to do. It really is just a big lesson in consistency. And at the end of the day, that really is what works. Let's go. Hey, you're on this journey, on this season five vibe and everything season five, as I'm forecasting what it will look like, is all about settling into the being, the knowing, transitioning from believing to knowing and fine tune correcting what that looks like and just living. And we started out this show, you know, really thinking that this was going to happen overnight. And one of my greatest accomplishments of all of this will be just continuing on and showing an example, a real life example of what it looks like to turn your life around. And so if you're just happening upon this show in season five, you should know there are four other seasons that have followed me on this journey. This journey of turning my life around, this journey of finally getting to this place where I wasn't angry and spiteful and hateful and ego-driven, it really follows all of that. So you can go back to the start. What I will caution you is that it is unedited and pure and raw and I was still very much in that ego hate phase of my life and it's all lived out loud and this whole journey has been lived out loud in truth so you will hear me venturing into businesses that if you follow the link that i am promising you will be there you will end up lost you are not going to get there just know that um but it's it's all about that journey. It was real. It was real right then. That business I was developing, that program, that course, that whatever, it was real. And this is all real. This is me living my life out loud so we can all do our dreams. Welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast, where we do dreams, and today is no different from any other. We're just, we're doing even more dreams. Even more? What? Call me crazy. Um, yeah, I think even more. Why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we do more? Uh, so... Let's go ahead and ground ourselves in our greatness. My great thing is um, laid all the balloon tracks for the parade. So here's how this works. If you want to cover something in balloons, you might be going, well, you just would tape the balloons. And that doesn't sound all that complicated. And Hannah, you know, it's just balloons and it's just a parade. And who 
cares. And I care. We've already talked about that. Um, but if you wanted to cover something in balloons, taping each individual balloons when you're covering something is fine. It's not that hard, right? Um, but when you need to get it off, it is extremely difficult. Um, so much easier to utilize this new thing, which you might not know about if you're not a parade enthusiast or de decoration enthusiast, um, is balloon tape. And you're like, oh, tape that just tapes to balloons. That sounds awesome. No, it is just this clear plastic string, essentially, but it's not a string. Um, and it just has a bunch of holes in it and you put, they're like the perfect holes to hold a balloon tightly and securely um, and safely. And you know that it's not going anywhere. And so if you were gonna cover something in balloons, you would put that balloon tape everywhere. And I think we laid about a hundred strips of balloon tape, which people will go, I don't know what you're talking about. And they certainly don't care, but I care because that's a heck of a lot of balloons and I can't wait. And I don't even know that we laid enough. I know that we did not put enough on the back, but it's kind of hard to place those on the back until we have kind of the back poster put up. And someone had said, well, don't put anything on the back because no one looks at that. I'm like, well, okay. I don't know what to tell. I don't know where else this will go. So we're going to just, we're going to put it on the back. That's where it makes sense. And if people don't look at it, I don't know. You know, what are we going to do? Uh, it's just, it's where the cookie crumbles. It's where it's going to fall. So to the back, that poster goes, and then we have to just load that up with balloons too. So you might be wondering how many balloons that might take and somewhere north of 500. And you also might be going, well, that seems like a crazy, silly thing. And it absolutely is. There is no doubt that this is a crazy, silly thing. And I love it. I love it so much. I love just thinking of like all these people walking and kids throwing out candy and just all this beautiful madness that's about to commence. I think it's so amazing. Um, and I could not be more excited. I just, I couldn't be, I really could not be. So here I am excited for this event again, I know, but it, it really is my great thing. Even giving myself time to work on it so that I can actually enjoy it versus like sprint through the whole season and try to make it happen all at once. It's just, it's not worth it if you have to do it in that way. It really isn't because it's so fun and enjoyable. And, you know, last year, I think I was up probably until 2 a.m., maybe not that late, but late. And then usually I wake up at three. So yeah, you know, I probably had about an hour, maybe two, maybe I slept in a little bit and then had to get back to work on it. And we were building the float right up until the parade started. We had to race around 
the school because it's in the school parking lot. Like I thought our whole float was going to tumble because my dad was driving way too fast for a parade float. Like it should not go that fast. It is not made out of steel and capable of flying down a highway. So it's always fun. It's always fun, no matter how stressful it is, no matter how little sleep you get. But I am excited that this year I was able to plan and prep. And although we had to sacrifice some garage space to just be able to slowly build this and see it come to life, I think it's just really magical and fun just to be a part of bringing it all together and to know that this is something that I created you know, and it's really beautiful. And I'm excited to, to just be doing this at all, to have something worth building a float around, um, to get excited about. It's just, I don't know. It's not lost on me. It's like nerdy. Cool. I know. But, um, yeah, I think my great thing is getting out ahead of it and, getting it done. Now we will see what Friday ends up looking like because we can't put any of the balloons on until Friday, Friday night. And so I don't know. Right now we have 100 strips of balloon tape, but I am confident that we will add more. Um, Because here's just for all of you to know, because you might need to know this at some point, how balloon arches and balloon decorations work are like, basically you're trying to crowd and cluster so that the balloons kind of push their way into each other. And so when you're laying the tape, it's gotta be close enough that the balloons are kind of making their own structures because balloons kind of just move into open space. That's why balloon clusters and those really beautiful like arches that you see that are just all balloons and there's little balloons, big balloons, and they're just really pretty. Um, that's how they work. Like you got to crowd the balloons. And so I don't quite know. I think on, on the trailer will be just fine. Those balloons will crowd each other and then we'll come in with glue dots and put in the small balloons to make it look like a nice crowded cluster. Um, But I think on the back, I may have them spaced too far. So we'll probably be adding. And then on the back back, I haven't added any tape there, but I will probably lay that tonight because I think we got the posters and it's ready to go. So yeah, it's interesting and exciting. I don't know why I get so much energy from doing this, but I do know that coming up with a, with something creative in accordance to here's, here's what it's going to look like is really fun for me. So excited to be doing that. So so excited. Uh, if you don't follow our local page on Instagram or Facebook, what are you even doing at this point? Well, you might not have those and that's okay. Um, but if you don't follow us in those places, you might want to just to see this, this float thing happen. I know. And maybe you don't care. 
Um, but if you do, on the off chance, uh, if you do, then maybe maybe follow those so you can see it because it's going to be cool. Or, yeah, it's going to be cool. Period. This is something that I really enjoy doing and things I enjoy doing typically end up getting a lot of love and yeah, I'm pretty, pretty stoked. Obviously I've done way too many podcasts talking about this stupid parade float and I apologize, but I'm sorry, not sorry because parades are cool and communities are cool. You know, like Parades are fun because you know the people that are in them. I think that's the best part. Like, oh my gosh, that was their interpretation of it. Oh yeah, that's so cool. Um, anyways, I don't know. Parades are just cool. They're fun and I love it. So I'm here for it. Okay, so that's my great thing. We got out ahead of the parade float. We will not be a 3 a.m. decorate and not even make judging this year. We are going to be here for it. We are going to be structured the way that we are supposed to. And we are showing up for the judging and ourselves and this beautiful magic madness that is a parade float. So that's my great thing. Go ahead and take time for yourself. Recognize yourself for your greatness. Yesterday I heard something on a podcast and they were talking about how corporate structures are how we understand consistency as humans. Like basically they're going to teach you how to be consistent, right? Because every day you're going to show up for the job five days a week, sometimes six, maybe seven, whatever. They're going to show you exactly how to get consistent. And that's no different in any place that you're going to go to work. Unless you have a ton of freedom, but usually it's pretty structured and it's pretty consistent. This is how you're going to show up. Cool. So I've been writing about this or at least editing the pieces that I wrote about this. And this was one of the horror parts about leaving a corporate entity was finding my own structure of consistency when there was not no need. You know, like, I don't know. I'm, I don't have to go into the office five days a week anymore. So where does work live? It might be going, well, you would just create the same structure um, at home, right? You'd show up at nine, you'd work until five. And yeah, totally. That's, we should do that. We should do that. That's a good idea that they were not wrong in that. And I think I tried that. Like, this is what I'm going to work. This is how it's going to live. And then I just kind of got burnout all over again with that structure. And it got really hard to get refocused. And I probably learned that, wow, it's a lot easier to be focused out and away from your home, right? In a a structure that is just dedicated to work. Because I do hear this from people all the time that when it's in your home, it's it's one of two things. One, it's too easy to get distracted and you're never doing it. Or two, it's too easy to do it all the time, which 
then creates an unhealthy balance and creates sometimes that burnout. And I don't think that it's wrong. Like I went through a sprint season of life with this work and we're working to find more balance, but there are just moments where you have to run. And then there are moments where you can slow down, recalibrate and rebalance a little bit, but there are just sprint seasons, especially if you're going to start your own thing. And so sometimes consistency has a lot of blurred lines and even more when you're working from home because it's either too easy to be consistent or too hard. And so workplaces do do a really great job of creating that balance, even if you're unbalanced in it, at least 100% of your focus is there because you are there. You know? Like, you are going to meetings. There is nothing to distract you but the gray and taupe walls. The cubicle... The gray cubicle wall might distract you. If you're lucky enough to have windows, you might see a bird that distracts you for a second. But for the most part, you're there. There's not a whole lot to to rouse or rise you up out of what you're supposed to be doing there. That's it. Just do that. And yeah, it's... It's one of the definite hard parts about leaving your job. Creating your own consistent structure because it's not something that can go away. And I thought for a while I was so kind of burnt out on corporate cultures and and the expectation of work and the nine to five grind to that. I thought for a while, oh, I'll just not be consistent. I'll just kind of show up when I feel like it and follow my creativity. And I did. And my creativity led me directly off of a cliff. Because if you're depending on creativity for consistency, they are polar opposite forces. Like my creativity needs to live in consistent structures. So it knows so I can kind of rouse it out, like, and then it can live in other places, but it has to live here during this time. And I get to decide what that time is, but I have to put in the consistent windows so that my nine to five consistent schedule of delivery happens. And creativity is tough because it's like, well, we kind of got to loosen the reins with that. You know, when your brain picks up on something and it gets to run, you just got to let it go. And it's like, well, if you just let it go, you will possibly exhaust yourself. But when we give ourselves nice running windows to get that job done, right? Like, okay, we're going to start on this parade float the week of versus the night of. Let's go. And, you know, just how many more decisions we got to make that were easy compared to last year. Way better. 
and creativity within that window, right? Like Tuesday night, we're going to work on the float. We're going to lay the balloon tracks. And Thursday night, we're going to get all the posters done and sticky adhesive taped down. And Friday night, we're going to blow up more balloons than any anybody has ever needed in their lives. And we're going to put more balloons on this float than anyone ever required. That's what we're going to do. It is going to happen. It's going to be a lot. Everybody's... It will either go wildly underappreciated or be the most exciting thing that's happened in a while. And I'm going to go with that one. I think it's going to be amazing and really appreciated because don't you love that? When people just go out of their way to provide an experience, and especially when it's for no real reason at all other than to just entertain and excite and love a little more. Like, don't you love that? I love that. I love, love when people up the ante of the experience, whatever that may look like. I love it. I think it's really cool. I think that that's my favorite part about being a human is just being able to do those things, those extra things that like not even a robot can do. You know, like the extra loving, I know that this is important or I I care this much that I'm going to do that. So I think corporate is spot on. And I don't say that very often, but their ability to build in consistent structures for people is pretty good. And they have it down pretty pat. Most jobs have a very consistent way that you are going to show up every single day. I was very blessed to have creative positions. And so you kind of just showed up nine to five. And most of the time you were given deadlines in which you were supposed to deliver whatever it was that you were working on. But outside of that, your day was kind of free to you so long as you lived within that nine to five structure. And we did. Showed up. Oh, maybe it was eight to five if you wanted an hour break. Showed up, did the work, got the work done, struggled at times, definitely showed up in the last wind of a project and took it over, over the edge, got it done. But I think for the most part, consistency works. Even with creativity, even though they are polar, polar opposites, creativity needs consistency because we got to get the job done. You know, one time when I was in my sophomore year of graphic design school, we had this amazing graphic design artist. Like, he was so good. So talented. And a lot of times we'd get partnered up because my professor knew this, even though I didn't. 
Um, because he was really great at obsessing over lines and getting everything perfect and like being super creative. And I was really great at understanding the assignment and delivering projects on time with what was being asked for and more. And although I was never a graphics genius, um, I had an eye for design and what looked good and what made sense. And so we would get partnered up because he would be really good at taking that feedback and putting it to work and putting it into the project, even though he struggled to consistently deliver on time. Um, he needed that eye and that person to push him and give him structures to deliver on. And so that is why we would get partnered up because it was like the meeting of two minds that needed each other in order to deliver. I think inevitably he ended up dropping out because he never got his assignments in on time, but very, very talented. And I think talent is amazing, but it can only take you so far if you're not willing to figure out how to work in a way that delivers it. You know, like, what does this need to look like? What are people looking for and asking for? And have I considered them? Or am I the type of creative who considers and produces for myself? And that's okay too. That's like a beautiful artwork in itself. Um, it really is. But I think at the end of the day, we want to create something that's going to be loved. We want to create something that's going to create a conversation. We want to create things that are going to push the bar of consideration. We, we want to create, create from that space, make the world a better place. And I, I never understood that that was what my brain was good at working in that moment, that that's what I brought to the table. Um, because in that moment I was like, dude, the assignment is this day. Like that's the date that it's due. So let's go. This isn't a problem. It's got to be done. At some point, we're going to have to stop obsessing. We're just going to have to turn it in. So let's get it to the best point that we can. What can we feasibly do in this amount of time? And I'm sure, like most creatives, there's some ADHD at play. And there are reasons that a lot of us can't and won't deliver things on time as consistently as some others. But it is in that superpower where we're better than most. Ooh, that sounded really bold, but really, I mean, I know that it can be annoying and frustrating at times, especially if you love someone who <laughs> has some ADHD, but at the end of the day, it creates a much richer 
life a much more creative and fun life than it would living in this black and white, this is how it is world. Like when we create, we explore what's possible and we're willing to, because it doesn't have to live in this very specific way. It can kind of live and flourish anyway. There really is no right answer. That's what I love most about this world. <laughs> it's like no one knows. But then there are these people who really think they know, you know, and they're like so sure of this knowing that that's, that's what they're doing. They're, they're doing, they're delivering on that knowing. I think that's really cool, you know? And then we just get to pick, like, I'm going to believe this because I'm from this part of the world and I'm going to think this because I'm from here and like, who knows who's right? No one. That is magical to me. It really is. Um, and I think when we have creative people who are looking at the world in that way, can you imagine how hard it would be to jump on train consistency and delivering on what you say is right? I think these hyper creative people tend to not follow rules so well, um, but only because it's hard. I struggle with that all the time. It's really hard for me to not be re-engineering or rethinking, recreating something if it was delivered to me in this specific way. Like I'm always going to be questioning it, not because it's wrong, just because I like to create and then I wonder why we went this direction, you know? And then I sort of sit there and obsess and I can't really even focus unless I'm the one that had a chance to wonder about it first and then come to the table with those wondering and make a decision. And what I have learned is that there are things that just don't matter to me enough for me to sit at that table. Like I got a lot of big fish to fry. And so there are just some things that, yep, whatever, you know, whatever it looks like, I'm just here and it's great. I'm so happy that this experience can be provided. And I am thankful that I don't have to be the one doing that, that I didn't have to be the one backing all the way up and figuring this thing out. So, you know, at the end of the day, creative people need consistency too. And corporate was not so wrong in how they delivered that consistency. It's unfortunate that it had to be delivered with gray cubicles and taupe walls, but here we are. Um, and that may only offend me as someone who appreciates color and excitement. This may not be a concern to any human out there. The cubicles may be nice and it might be a nice relief from all the stimulation that exists outside of this world. 
it's really up to anyone to decide. But where corporate got it right was in the consistency, in the controlling of the environment for production. And regardless of how you feel about that, production is one of the things that we're here to do. And when that is creative production, the more consistent structures we can build for ourselves to spark that creativity at a specific time, just like, okay, every morning at about 6am, I'm going to get on my computer and I'm going to podcast for a half an hour. That's a consistent structure. Every day, I'm going to do that. That's how I'm going to start my day. And that sort of sparks everything from there. What are the consistent things that you can do for your own creativity and for your own mind? As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, I've enjoyed spending time with you and I cannot thank you enough for making what I do possible. If you want to continue to support the show and therefore continue the development of everything that we're doing here with the death of a dream and the development of local and all of the platforms that allow dreamers to do, you can go ahead and connect with us on socials at local shop space and connect with me on socials at Hannah us and i would love to see you there go ahead and check out all of our websites and everything that we do here i would love you to do all of that to like share and and comment on everything that we're doing but bottom line i i just want you to do your dreams and as long as you're going after the things that set your heart on fire that's all that really matters change the world.